You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Hey, awesome. Welcome, everybody. We're at MJ Biz. I've got Matt Kurtzman here with me at the uh, Green Bros booth, and we're going to talk a little analytics and uh, uh, data. We're going to geek out for a minute. Matt, we met, what, uh, a month, a month and a half ago, maybe? Yeah, like two months ago. Two months ago. You're in Vegas. Yeah, at dinner. And <laughs> usually dinner conversations are kind of, uh, you know, a little light, maybe a little light banter, but we were we were kind of geeking out on some serious uh numbers. Absolutely. And, uh, it was kind of fun. It was awesome. Yeah, it's n- not a conventional cannabis conversation to have. No, not especially not a Thai dinner, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Very hey, true. we're talking about, uh, what is it, uh, what's that that system, the, the analytic system that everybody has to use? Metric. Metric. Yeah, yep. we're talking about metric. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to talk about metric, right? <laughs> It is, it is very powerful, though. Yeah. There's a lot of data that goes into metric, and uh, if you're able to leverage it in a meaningful way, it's very powerful. But there's more than that, too, right? I mean, isn't it, it's, isn't there a lot of room within it that's not being leveraged? Like, there's more room for information within the system, right? Absolutely. So metric, uh, obviously, is required for operators in many markets to right. literally track everything. However, it's not tracking everything that is relevant for a given cannabis operation. So there's a huge opportunity to take operational data that comes out of metric and overlay it with other types of data from sensors and from payroll and from packaging inventory. So it's uh, a lot of opportunity. Well, that's what I thought was really interesting because uh, I think we we were laughing a little bit last night about, uh, you know, not having the right information when you make decisions. And uh, you know, these companies, especially these companies have a lot of money flowing around. They, it's really easy to make a poor decision because you got a lot of money. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And and, and that's, that's kind of the trajectory, right? It's um, how are you differentiating yourself from your competitors? And if you're not doing that by leveraging all of the data that you're capturing to make fact-based decisions about your operation, then you're gonna be kind of uh, caught up the creek without a paddle. Right, and, and especially now, look, I mean, I think I just heard this morning that uh, NorCal is down to like $300 a pound on outdoor. So when, when, uh, when, the, when the cash evaporates, your only success is, lim- is, is in your margin. And, and where do you do, what do you do and where do you go? I mean, a lot of guys, and I'm guilty of this myself in my business, I know, of making decisions when things are fat. And, and not not really having the data to, to back it up, but making assumptions. And I got, you know, I've been pinched myself, so I know. Absolutely. And then you have these, uh, um, I mean, any operator in a, that is tracking this level of detail is going to literally have every information about every cultivar and uh, the yields for that. Right. So you can take the history of literally the performance of an entire cultivation facility and then use the, the data signals that are coming out of that to identify which cultivar Cultivars you should be planting to optimize for cannabinoid or for flowering time right. or for yield, and because this data already exists, yeah. it's relatively easy to to use it to tell a story about waste reduction and optimization. So one of the things I think is funny is, uh, and, and it's uh, it's always the case. It's not always the case, but it seems like. Quite often, it's the case when somebody enforces you to do something. Like the government has said, you are going to use this system, right? There's uh, there's this resistance. Like you're not gonna fucking make me do that. <laughs> and everybody everybody gets a little bit like, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, I got to do metric. I don't want to have to do that. Blah 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 blah. But it's so 
it's so short-sighted that idea because really like I think what you're getting to is that if you if you can pull in more information even if it's not uh, coming uh, into into the metric but you can take other information from other sources and you can lay that information up against the metric data uh, or you can put it in metric and lay it all pull it, bring it all out together um, and to use that whole as a big picture so that you can really understand what productivity is and not what you think it is I mean I, I ask people all the time well why do you why do you grow that strain I love it <laughs> yeah you know? I'm like okay that's great but how much does it make you right is right, it better right, right. than the other one um, because that's a valuable question to ask, Absolutely. especially when the prices drop. You know, you want to be on that one that's that's making money. A lot of people, uh, I think, joints were are, are are like the most valuable product that you can make, um, and most people are using, you know, trash to make them, so that it even increases that margin. But again, you're you're it's like, well, what's the real value there? Do you know how much is that value on that in the, on that product, and and is it worth the machine? Like, uh, should I buy one of these? $500,000 joint machines. Does it make sense? You know? Yeah, and maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. But yeah. if, if you're if you're kind of trying to figure that out by guessing, yeah, right. <laughs> it's not the right approach. Yeah. And and I know we talked about Colin, like the ability to um, even uh, leverage some of the um, the equipment that you guys are using, right, to, to be um, a, a signal for for data and yeah. understanding information about um, trim loss and the ratio of trim loss and, right. and yields from the trimming operation. Same for like um, uh, trichome extraction. Yeah. Um, how does that differ across the cultivars that you're processing? Right. Um, and you may have like an idea in your head about what's happened historically, but for these massive uh, cultivation and processing operations, if you're not tracking everything that you're doing, it's impossible to use your gut to really yeah. uh, understand what the, the best output is. Yeah, your gut falls short quickly. And I think um, one of the things I, I was, I, who was, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were bragging about the, um, the uh, like all the, the THC percentage in their trim. I'm like, that's not something you really should be proud of because honestly, if you've got a lot of THC in your trim, it's because you're over trimming, right? You, you're, you're getting too much trichome in your trim. Right. That's what's happening. It's not that you have great trim. You know, you have too much bud in your trim. Right. Right. And that's one of those. It's one of those things. Like, but oh, I got 26%. Like, oh my God, that's your bud trim. I mean, well, you know now exactly what it is. It's the same value as your bud. So, wake up. You know, trim less. Uh, you know. But anyway, I think I think that. But that data point. That's another data point. It's like grab. And people get kind of caught off on on these numbers, and that they don't necessarily mean what they think they mean because it's not put in a cohesive form or a usable form for them, or they're going, oh, it's a good number, I'm gonna be happy about it and brag about it, and it really, it indicates something very different. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and I always use like the analogy about fo uh, following the GPS completely blindly and ending up ending up on the bottom of a boat ramp. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's like the qualitative component, but there's also the quantitative component. Right. And like, you need like common sense and standard business logic yeah. to, to overlay with what the quantitative piece is telling right. you. Um, and, uh, you know, if my model tells me not to grow ACDC yeah. um, because the yield is so uh, low, then I've stopped growing my highest yielding CBD strain, and now I can't uh, produce uh, my CBD tinctures or whatever it might be. Right. 
So if you're just following the data blindly and say, all right, I got to optimize for yield, yeah. and you don't think about other attributes that are important like cannabinoid profiles right. or bag appeal or trim loss, right. whatever it might be, you're you're short-sighted. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, it goes to like the, what they're doing in sports, right? The analytics when when the when the when the data kids got involved in baseball, we all know that story. Yep. But but um, you know, there's that there's a level that that is just one step beyond. You still have you still have to have the right data, but you also have to have the right filters, and you have to have somebody who can understand what they're filtering for and what they're trying to accomplish with that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's all of this contextual stuff that is obviously relevant that uh, if you're not including in the decision-making process, yeah. you're going to be up, up the creek. Yeah, and in kind of a quick way, maybe, too. So, anyway, so what is it you do? What is it? I mean, we geeked out on numbers, but there's a reason that you geek out on numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So, what we do is we realize that um, the regulatory framework in cannabis requires that operators are literally tracking everything. Yeah. And oftentimes, that data just goes into a black hole. Right. And what we found was that if there was a way to leverage that data in a meaningful way, cannabis operators will have an insane amount of clarity into their operation that they didn't necessarily have before. Right. So by liberating the data from the back end of point of sale and seed to sale and state tracking, what we can do is allow these operators to um, get new clarity and then use that clarity to automate analytic workflow, reduce waste, right. optimize processes, and really, Colin, at the end of the day, kind of create a culture of data-driven decision-making, right. which for the most part is is kind of void in cannabis. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because I think I think it become it's part of it is because the money the money is so high that there's there's it's not it's not required. They're, they're getting that I mean, they're getting that message loud and clear right now. But you know historically, like they that message didn't come through as clearly because people were you know it's like. It, you know, people were putting, letting enough waste on the floor that most of us would be shocked, right? If you're talking about that kind of amount of money being thrown away, um, but but it didn't matter because the volume is so high. And I've even had conversations recently with guys who are like, they, they, I'm showing them my trimmer, and we're, you know, our trimmer's doing 30% uh, waste on this particular strain, and they're they're doing 50% waste on their trimmer. I'm like, okay, how many pounds are you doing a day? You know, it's a thousand pounds. So okay, I'm giving you 20%. That's 200 pounds back. What does that taste like? You know, how much money is that? Well, now it's like 600 bucks. But I mean, you know, <laughs> it was it was historically you know four or five thousand dollars. You know, absolutely. But, but and that's just a one little thing. That's um, you know, it's it. It's so much volume that it becomes okay, and people get lost in that. They're like, "Oh, that's okay because I do 50,000 fucking pounds a month. It's okay if I'm losing X." But those little those little things that I know as a business owner, it's you start cutting out those, you start getting those little pieces back, and everything gets better. Yeah, absolutely, you know I mean? a little goes a long way when yeah. you're at scale. It's, yeah. it's pretty impressive, and that makes the ROI conversation that much easier as right. well. Right, that's right, and and that's a, that's another point too is is the ROI conversation which has not been had in this industry. People generally have a oh well, how long does it take to pay it back? And they go with, a, there's a real basic answer, like, well, okay, 200 bucks a pound, okay, multiply that or divide your cost by blah, 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 and like, pay it back in a week. Not the truth about an ROI <laughs> conversation, right? Um, 
But again, this is this is a, an industry that traditionally hasn't been led by uh, by CFO and uh, or or bean counters, you know, who are in there forcing people to crunch those numbers, uh, you know, and the money's good enough that they can make decisions that are not as necessarily as 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 wise. And I think when you're talking about trimming, for me, I know because that's our our focus, right? When you look at that difference, and you can say, look, it's it's not a power of one or two percent. It's a it's an X. You know, it's an exponential change between one trimming company and another in waste. So I think it behooves somebody to actually do that math and understand that conversation because again, I mean these these machines aren't free. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah, it's and the math is simple, but you have it to is. have the wherewithal to actually go and do it. Right. And right. and once you do, it's it's very exciting because um, the opportunity becomes very yeah. very crystal clear. And, then and it does. It, it really does. I love the graphing because I'm more of a visual guy. The numbers don't add up for me as well. Absolutely. But when you see the graphs, you're like, whoa, I like the way that one's going. <laughs> yeah, know? this was the baseline, and then I made that change, and now this is what it looks like. Yeah. Wow, what, the decisions that I made driven by data and, makes and information sense. make sense. And yeah. like, it's actually... Uh, making meaningful, impactful changes into the operation. Yeah. So how do you have that conversation, though, with somebody that's like, uh, you know, obviously making money, doing well, um, you know, they've got a pretty tight system or they have a they have a system that functions, but it's full of holes and waste and you, and you can see it. How, how, do you, how do you have that conversation? Yeah, it's really interesting because we're touching the entire cannabis value chain. We, so we start with the grow and go all the way to retail and wholesale operations. Well, that's, that's awesome. So there's, there's something in it for everybody. And the common denominator is um, this kind of framework of uh, analytic workflow automation. Yeah. Every single person in every single department in some way or shape or form are responsible for some type of uh, data capture or reporting. And the likelihood that that process is completely manual is very high. Right. So when we come in, we say, hey, look, how many people are you working with on your team that are stuck in Microsoft Excel and are, you know, babysitting these Excel models that are very delicate and very fragile. And then if that person, God forbid, gets hit by a bus, what happens to your entire workflow? Or it goes and works for somebody else. Right. So so now all these reports that you've come to rely on are obsolete. Yeah. So we come in and say, hey, look, we're going to automate your entire analytic workflow. So now, you know, Jennifer, who is a cultivation manager that gets paid I don't know, a uh, hundred grand a year, yeah. um, and spends twenty percent of her time stuck in Microsoft Excel. Now she's got a day a week that's no longer stuck with data modeling, right? And now she can focus on the grow, right? Um, and so, that data is now a tool for her instead of a burden. That's a, exactly right. Yeah. So now she can look at it instead of oh my god, I have to update this Excel model every day. Yeah. Now it's like oh, the model is already updated automatically. I can look at it and understand where there's opportunity to uh, reduce waste and optimize processes yeah. and and that's the initial conversation just automating reporting and analytic workflow yeah but then and and this part is is slightly more complicated to actually quantify but what is the value of the optimization yeah. if it takes someone 7 minutes to do it now and now now it takes them 3 minutes to do it yeah. because you've identified a hole in the process that you need to optimize okay well that's a meaningful reduction in time Right. And you multiply that by how many times you're doing it, by how many people are doing it, and then you really see the value of the money. And it starts to click, yeah. I, I, I took my company to uh, 
So we we were we were having massive problems, all kinds of problems. And I I put up an assembly line, and I because I wanted to bring structure, and I know that there's all kinds of analysis and data around assembly and piece per piece and all this other stuff. But we were just trying to get it. So hey, look, you know, now we know every step, everything's done exactly the same way, and now we can start to quantify what what all these steps take. And what we found was in the pursuit of getting machines through the line faster, we were offloading more and more work outside of the line, right? So there's there's data loss, right? Because we're not capturing that right, right, work. Right. That 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 work. What we're doing is we're going, oh, I'm banging out machines every seven minutes. Look at me, I'm I'm Henry fucking Ford. You know <laughs> what I mean? And uh, and uh, what? But but that's but that's a lie uh, because again we we. We just started offloading some of that that burden to another to another. So that's another part of it, like making sure your data capture isn't just in one spot, but all the way throughout your system, because it's easy to hide good and bad information. Yes, you know, absolutely. And and at the end of the day, you can't change a process if you can't measure it. Right. Right. And right. so it's very straightforward. If you want to be able to make meaningful change, you have to understand where you are now. You have to understand right. the baseline. And then once you understand the baseline, what are the levers that you can control to positively influence right. the, the, the performance of the process? Right, exactly. What, what we, so we even go farther back than that. Like we go to process, like you don't have a process until you write it down. Right. Like, and there's a lot of people like, well, this is how I do it. I don't mean shit to me. Like it, write it down. Down, step by step, and then let's talk about it. Because you start there, and then you can start putting a stopwatch on it, and then you can start collecting information about it. You got it. You know, and then you can start seeing it. You know, because we have assemblers, and they're all different, unique individual people, and some of them are better at X and, and then Y. And we like to have them all trained at everything, but things flow better when this person does this job. It just does. You know, I don't know if you ever. There's this company, company called Roland. Uh, they're an electronics company. They make uh, like uh, vinyl cutters and stuff and like but they came up and, and while I was looking at uh, how how to how to build right how to ma how we're going to manufacture they had gone from assembly all the way back to one piece flow and so they bring to a workstation a cart with everything for a machine and then the computer pops up a screen and shows you what step one is and then turns the bin with the screws so that the screw bin is in front of you. The screwdriver, the screwdriver they use is attached to the computer and when you put the screw in, it tightens it to the exact right amount. And when you get done with the step, it says, good job, next step. This is a fucking computer telling you that, right? So like, these guys have got this thing down to like the most, it's a, Every it's, screw. It, yeah, it's like online. You gotta check, you have to check this out. It's Roland and how they do, how they do their workflow. And I thought it was like, that's like over, like at the other extreme of it, but still they are able to understand exactly what's going on. And they still have, and they have happy employees because they're not overdoing it because they know what everybody can do and they're not underdoing it because they know what everybody can do you know <laughs> love it i love it it's amazing it's, yeah. it's a really cool it's it's worth watching yeah it's like i don't even know 10 minutes of of entertainment uh on youtube right so <laughs> yeah you could probably spend 10 minutes doing a lot of other non-value added non things on youtube yes on youtube for sure <laughs> <laughs> awesome very cool so do you break things down for people like that or are you just like okay let, let's 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 start from start like or do you are you just kind of i mean obviously you work with people where they are but when you're coming into a new situation is it 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So what we found kind of at the most nascent stages of, of building this out, which was four and a half years ago, yeah. um, was that traditional off-the-shelf cannabis software um, is cumbersome uh, largely for cannabis operators because every operation is so different. Yeah. And what we find is that these operators are changing their business to fit the mold of the software. Yeah. And it's disruptive yeah. uh, for a lot of different reasons. So what we wanted to do, and it's very non-conventional, is change the software to fit the mold of the business. Yeah. And what that enables us to do is sit down with a given operator and provide them a menu of tools and models and dashboards and reports and visualizations that we feel are like 80% ready to go for a given vertical. Yeah. And then what we're going to do is we're going to sit and we're going to tune and customize all these tools right. so they're 100% and totally relevant for the specific operator in that operation. Right. Um, and what that allows us to do is like meet them wherever, they're all, wherever they are without this crazy disruption of having to yeah. change the entire operation. Right. And we see that, I see that a lot in equipment, right? A guy will buy a piece of equipment and then you're like, oh, so yeah, why did you pick up that piece of equipment? Oh, well, this, that, or the other thing. And uh, so what happened, what changed? They're like, oh, we had to change how we do all these different things to satisfy this piece of equipment. And, you know, that's not a 100% bad thing, but it's not a good thing either, right? If you're, if you, if you have a piece of equipment that forces you to change things that you may or may not want to change, uh, that can be bad and very disruptive to 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 your your whole program as well, man. It's you know it's a, it's a whole but who moved my cheese, right? Yeah. It's a fucking it's a nightmare. You change a little bit and everybody goes ah my god what's happened to me? I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, people are very adverse to to change, especially when their performance is. Um, uh, measure yeah. on that specific process that they're responsible for. Yeah. So when you're coming in and say, hey, look, we've got this new machine or this new software, which is going to make you have to change your um, your day-to-day, -day, yeah. there's definitely going to be pushback yeah. because it's yeah. like, hey, how can, I, um, <laughs> how can I make sure that I'm being held accountable in the right way if you're if you're moving if you're moving the pieces yeah. on my behalf. Right. I mean, we just went through this like massive iteration where we two years ago we started putting in a a, a, a sales software and uh, man, it's been rough on my guys. <laughs> yep. But but, yeah. it, but I mean ultimately what it comes down to and everybody everybody you know everybody looks at it from the negative, right? Their whole perspective is, oh, you guys are uh, you know, you guys are trying to micromanage and we're like, no, we're trying to actually understand what is successful, right? Because again, like managing sales, uh, if, I, if, if a salesperson has, uh, you know, a 10% close rate, you go, well, okay, what's your close rate? Do you know? Well, it's 10%. Okay, so in order to get 10 sales, you need to talk to how many people? 100. Oh, oh got it. Oh, now it starts to make sense. How, many, how do I get 100 people, talk to 100 people a week, right? Oh, well, that means I gotta call 20 people a day. That's not that hard, right, right? Right. Now we're starting to make that starts to that see see how this works. Now this is going to help you because it's going to remind you that you've only called ten today. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like come yeah, on, yeah, you yeah. make ten more yeah. phone calls. Uh, but it's so hard, man. And these and you know people are, they're, they're salespeople are are are. are uh, vivacious and they want to talk and they want to do these things and they, they don't like to have that kind of you know that, that finger on the on the shoulder but when they start to see the value of the tool everything changes right because you're like oh got it I have information 
I know that if I do this, I can reach my personal goal of this number. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it, go, it goes back. You can't control it if you can't measure it. Can't control it if you can't measure it. And everything can be measured. Everything can be measured. Everything. You just have to have the will to do it. Yeah. And um, and sometimes people don't want it, don't want to do it. But you know, we can put in systems that make it happen. You right. just you, know, you take it out of their hands, and then they're and they're like, oh, I don't actually have to do anything. Yeah, you don't. Just keep running the machine. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. But it's a cultural change from a from the leadership in a lot of respects to get them to buy in and it, it goes downhill yeah I mean that's what I was saying it's like creating that culture of data driven decision making yeah. um, and it's not organic it's not because we're not I don't think humans are designed that way like I don't, I don't think we really come out of the womb going man give me numbers some people are <laughs> don't get me wrong and you might be one of those my son is one of those kind of people like numbers are cool I'm like ah yeah but 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 for most of us I think, I think we're more feeling oriented and like ah I like doing this because it feels good you know, uh, but uh, that's not the way, to, definitely not the way to run a business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, slightly short-sighted. It's <laughs> slightly, just just a little slight, just a little, just a little bit, bit short-sighted. <laughs> well, listen, I, I know we talked a little bit, um, you know, when we were chatting, it's just so funny, like, we're, there's a ton of stuff that I know isn't going to be on this recording, and I'm sorry, guys, you're going to miss some stuff, but it's okay. Uh, we were geeking out about, like, because I was talking to you about this is where I'm going with my machines and what data I need to grab. And we, we still need to sit down and have that conversation. Like, what is really going to be valuable for the cultivator, right? Because not what they think is valuable, but again, what is going to really provide them in an, in, in a, in a, in an analytical sense the most valuable information. And then I guess got to figure out where to put the sensors or the pieces of the parts and, and then we can just pull that data. Because I mean, honestly, the, all these machines have, have intelligence in them. They can all grab information and store it. It's not rocket science anymore, man. Like even these dumbest, even the dumbest machines we have, have an HMI in them with data storage and an internet cable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like you think about the, like what really you're doing, right? It's um, you're processing things. So you start with something, you end with something else, yeah. and um, it's time and weight and um, I mean, those are really the, the those are the biggest, biggest things. Pieces. Yeah, you want to know your your amount of quality finished product, your amount of waste, the amount of time it took. Um, I mean, you can measure waste at different areas, so you know what's the most wasteful stage you have. Um, there's a lot of different, and those those two little or three little pieces can be gathered in a lot of different areas. You know, right? And, and then stitch them all together, and you've yeah. got a very powerful piece of the process. Yeah. And then you overlay data about the what, right? Yeah. So you, you're the process that's doing the, you know, you start with A, you end with B, but then. That all starts with biomass, right? Yeah. So what are the attributes of that biomass? Uh, what is the, uh, yes. how long did it take to grow? What is the cannabinoid profile? Right. What is the terpene profile? Right. How does that relate to the bag appeal that comes out at the end? Right. Um, or the trim loss? So you take other attributes of that biomass that aren't relevant yeah. and then layer it in. Right. And then you have this like even more powerful story. Right. And that's when the picture starts to get whole. It's really interesting. I think. I think for me, it, we have because we have the same challenges, and I know my machines don't put out that information, although they're fucking super intelligent, all these CNC machines, but it's not, like we have to go buy and stopwatch stuff. So I, I'm starting to gather data about how long a batch, because uh, we batch build stuff, like a batch of Model M's. I'm like, okay, how long does it take to really do this? Let's go from the beginning. And, and, and the picture that I have in my mind 
is based on uh, you know some antiquated assumptions. And it's not as clean. It's not as data driven as I'd like it to be. Because even for us, we we wanted if the more we know, the better off we're going to be in making decisions about a lot of things ourselves. Because um, you know a machine may look like it takes an hour and it might be taking five and because there's all these holes in the system that, that where shit can get buried you know because it, it's not e it's, it's not easy man what well, I'm not saying at all that any of this is easy no but it, it definitely man it it can definitely change the way you spend money on materials you can say well, how you spend money on labor how you spend money on on uh, marketing it can change everything you can make all these great decisions based on on good quality information coming in from from the bottom of the you know from the from the base. It's true, and the cool part is it's not all or nothing, right? Right. You can take small strides, and those small strides can uh, take you pretty far um, yeah. because you're you're headed in the right direction. And even a small tweak at scale is very powerful. Yeah, it is. And and these bigger guys, I remember like we started selling up. We saw used to sell a micro batcher. And one of the things that was so interesting about it was it it's point of resolution was another decimal point, right, over everybody else. So everybody's measuring to point one, and we're measuring to point oh one. Well, that's that's an exponential change. So what that means is, if you're accurate over here, that your loss is over here in in the point oh, right. So that you know, over the course of in, in eights, if you, we calculate, like if you if you did a hundred pounds in eights, you get like three hundred more eighths. If you if you just weigh it out to one more decimal point, and that's just in the margin of error, right? Right, right, right. right. So, <laughs> super and simple. And then you do the math. What is it? Fifty bucks yeah. an eighth at retail, yeah. or give or take. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa! Wait a minute. This is money. That's how I paid for that machine. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, not everything's quite that simple. But but I think it's really interesting that 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 that's the kind of information you can actually glean and gather if you if you have the will to do it. Some people are really data driven and and. Uh, and it's great, but some most guys, I, I just don't think, there's so much to capture. It's so much to capture, so and it's capture. like, people see it as a burden. Yeah. And, burden. Um, you know, sometimes it is if you're um, not poised or don't have the culture yeah. that derives those decisions. Yeah. Um, but if you see the opportunity through waste, yeah. um, then it's very clear. I think, you know, that's when actually what, uh, what got me the most interested in it, and because we we have a lot of we have a lot of waste, and I I know the waste, and we're still trying to find how to because we do sheet metal, right? So we cut out big ass parts, and there's a lot of drop, the like stuff that just can't be used for anything really, and it, I see that, and that just drives me fucking nuts, man. Because I send these I send these bins full of stainless steel over to the recycle guy who gives me 27 cents a pound when I spent like $3.60 a pound to buy that shit, right. you know? So, and my and my, son, my my son comes back with a, with like 1,600 bucks in his pocket from the recycle. It's like, ah, oh, I got 1,600 bucks. God dang! That's a lot of money we just threw away. Um, but but the point is like, that waste to me is what, is what the, the driver is because I know I can't, re I can't capture it there, but if it's there, it's elsewhere. And I know I can capture it, 
elsewhere. So I just got to find where I can capture it. That's the culture. That's yeah. the culture of data-driven decision-making is you realize that there is waste and some waste is inherent into the process, yeah. but others are not. And, right. and if you're looking for it, then you can measure it. And then if you can measure it, you can control it. Right. Um, it's a vicious cycle. It is. And it's, it's, it's uh, you know, you got to start from start. Did you do lean? Are you a lean six guy? Did you yeah, do all yeah, that yeah. stuff? I went through the lean six Sigma black belt program at Staples um, back in the day. Yeah. And um, I spent five years doing um, e-commerce, transportation and fulfillment optimization. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So it was amazing. And Staples is obviously a huge company. Huge company. company. Um, so it was fascinating to learn how to use these tools to enable operators to see opportunity yeah. to reduce waste in a process and then show them the tools of how to um, enable them to put in controls so that waste doesn't happen again. Yeah. And then yeah. I started doing it for e-commerce data and then... Um, and then I got into customer analytics, and that's how I got into the cannabis space yeah. four and a half years ago. And yeah. it's been just a, an amazing wild ride. That's crazy, man. Cannabis is a great place. I love it. It's so, so much opportunity, and it's so ripe for, for this kind of stuff because it's it's growing up in, in well, I mean, well past the industrial revolution, obviously, but well into the computer revolution. And it's got, there's so many advantages, really, if you think about it to this industry, and yet so many people are just not leveraging the, uh, the things that they could be leveraging in, 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 you know, in these opportunities. They just don't have, they just don't have the, the foresight to catch on. And I, I'm horrible with apps and all that stuff, and I hate my phone, and I, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm kind of a curmudgeon about that stuff, but I do get the information, I do get the data, I do understand that value, and these tools just make it so much easier to, to grab. You know, so anyway. It's really it's really powerful and like I said, you don't have to do a lot. Yeah. And for cannabis, you're already tracking. You already have to do you some of it. To, you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. So just by thinking about um, leveraging this data that really goes into a black hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you're required to capture. Yeah. It becomes so easy. I thought that was so interesting because we were talking about that, and you're like, oh no, this the information is already it's, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, because all I ever hear is negativity about about metric. Oh, oh, I gotta put. Oh, I gotta. Everything's uh, like. I, I just never really, I personally, because I don't use it, and I know the I know the data value, but I, I just, I'm like, Dave, they're already doing it. Just, why would you, you know, embrace this thing, man? Because it might save you a lot of money. Yeah, whenever, whenever someone says metric, I'm like so excited because <laughs> I know there's so much opportunity. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you're on metric? How long has your grow been up and running? Do you know that all of the data for all of the plants that you've ever grown is sitting in a database and you can pull it out and tell a story? And look at it. And, and yeah. maybe you can make a good decision. <laughs> maybe, hopefully. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. That's so, amazing. So how do, I mean, do you, where do you, where do you principally work or do you just work throughout the whole country or so I'm based in Boston um, yeah. that's where I started the business up and running we're working with uh, 12 operators in Massachusetts yeah and um, the software is kind of fully baked and now we're doing the road show nice um, we are a certified metric integrator partner in 11 of metric 17 markets Wow so any operator in Massachusetts Maine Maryland, Michigan, Oklahoma, Ohio, Colorado, California, Oregon, and Nevada. We can flick a switch 
and turn on the data flow. Really? Uh, obviously, we have to have the um, the approval from the operator. From the operator, right? Um, but on the metric side, we're already certified, ready to go. We'll spin up an analytic infrastructure for you. Do what's called the historic backfill of the database. Yeah. So literally every piece of data that's ever been captured, we bring into the database. And then we set you up with all the models to uh, get you up and running for tuning oh. and optimization. I need you. I need you for my company. I need to go get metrics so I can get you on board. <laughs> oh my God! Really? That's that's amazing. So you you can actually. I know there's a lot of probably data that need. We talked about having more data actually in, but there's a ton that's already in. Oh yeah. They, they can get a lot of really valuable information by just seeing that. Yeah, 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 and like, that's the thing, you don't have to change the process, it's already there. It's already there. Um, day one of working with Ken Old is not day one of data, because yeah. we're looking literally at everything. Now, is the quality of data from day one that good? Maybe not, but what we have the ability to do is use information that comes from the experts that are doing it to yeah. fill in the holes. Um, you know, they say shit in is shit out when yeah. it comes to data, but if you have the ability to create a layer where you have um, the option to clean that data, yeah. you had this beautiful continuity in your um, in your reporting right. that previously was impossible to get. That's, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. That just really kind of hit me. I, I actually, that, that I, we've had this conversation now three times, <laughs> and now I'm just kind of just kind of click 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 boom. Oh my god! So listen, if you're not on, if you're if you're not reaching out to Kennold and finding out how this can work for you, you're missing. This is a great opportunity. I can't even I can't even. I mean, I know what it's going to take for me to get there, right? And I'm like to have all that baseline is it's just got to be. That makes everything great. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You, st you start with the baseline and then you can only go up from there. Right. So, how do they find you? Um, so, you can uh, check us out at canold.com, C A N O L D.com. Um, you can uh, reach me by email. My email address is matt at canold.com. And we can set you up with a demo of what we're trying to showcase. My goal is a, as a data evangelist is to <laughs> spread the gospel of weed data. Weed data. And the, uh, the more people that I can speak to and uh, enable others to look at this through the lens of waste reduction and optimization, that's how I kind of uh, measure my own success. Yeah. I think it's time for us to get, uh, get a little bit more information out of these machines um, so we can really, because you know we compete with all these other guys and make all these other machines, and uh, and actually that competitiveness is still based on uh, not solid data. You know, it's based on everybody's own data, and it's not solid, and it's not it's not analytical. It's just you know, I could I can tell you what my throughput is, but that's not third party valuation, right? And I can tell you what my what our general waste is, but waste goes up and down. Right. What you have to really do is is test over a long period of time on a single, on a multiple set of machines on a single cultivar from a single cultivator. And you know, I mean, that's where you really start, then you'd really start to see it. But I mean, there's sometimes when you can see it right away, you know, like I said, like somebody's getting 50% trim and or your trim, or your trim uh, THC percentage is up over 20. 
you need to call us. You know, we, you need to call us and we'll help you. <laughs> right. But even also, let's say you get 50% one day and 20% another day and then 30% the other day, just having that volatility in yeah. the uh, variation of the process yeah. is also bad. Yeah. Um, you know, Absolutely. You need consistency. Yeah. So there's information around that as well, right? Because sometimes that is operator. With, which is data that can be uh, put put into a machine. Sometimes that is atmospheric, which is data that can be put, gathered and put into the machine. Right. Sometimes that information is, uh, you know, uh, maybe you grew your your strain, or maybe that uh, cultivar went a little too long, or maybe you pulled it early, or you changed your nutrients. I mean, there's all these pieces that could all of a sudden tie together, bam, and you go, oh, look at that. Yeah, so if you know, for example, relative humidity has a direct impact in trim loss, yeah. um, then you can put in a sensor to measure the RH in the room that the trimming is happening and then make changes from a setting perspective on the machinery. Sure. Or, or to the room, the right, right exactly. to whatever. Yeah, you can, you can have, and they do this, and that's what's so funny is they have these rooms now that do this where they're they completely manage themselves. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, it's it's cool. Anyway, listen, right? I'm glad we finally got yeah, here. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, it's thank been, you. It's great chatting, and um, yeah. you guys are doing God's work. So well, it's awesome. Well, to, they're uh, spreading the news. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, look, the best of luck to you. We're gonna stay in touch because I think. Uh, you know, we've already talked about, you know, kind of figuring out how to optimize the information for these guys and see if we can't uh, uh, figure that, you know, do it the right way instead of just having an option. Just figure out a way that we can make it uh, the best that we can for our consumer. Yeah, start small. That's it. Awesome. One step at a time. Colin, thank you so yeah, much. Matt, thank you. Really appreciate yeah, it. Really appreciate it. All right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got to close out my show. <laughs> <laughs> this is Colin. I'm just on, live from Biz. It's like actually picking up a little bit. Yeah. It was really it was a little bit slow this morning. Looks like we're getting a little bit more action. It's great. Uh, I hope everybody can make it down. Of course, if you're listening to this, you probably already made it down. <laughs> so good for you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Signing off.